0: Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the jock and the doc. Hi, I'm Scott Schuette.
1: And I'm Dr. Janine Steester and welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach.
0: We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve.
1: Our combined experience and education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach.
0: Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach, I'm The Jock, this is The Doc, and today we're gonna talk about what are healthy behaviors. And so this is something that we see a lot in the industry right now, talking about healthy behaviors, and it's, I'm sure, something that you hear your clients talk about, like, well, this is healthy, this is unhealthy, but today we're gonna break that down a little bit, and a lot of it is it depends. It depends on the person's goals, uh, where they're at, how they're tracking, Um, but before we get into the the depth of that, Janine, why is this important to break this down to the client?
1: Well, a lot of times, individuals will read like, um, eating chicken and broccoli is healthy, eating a hamburger is not, all of those types of things. In nutrition, we can come up with a gazillion examples. Same thing too, like, oh, if I meditate, that means that um, I'm doing good things for you know, my brain and, and, and my nervous system. And if I'm not meditating, it's bad. So we have this tendency in our society for good and bad. like It's mm-hmm. either good or it's bad. It's very dichotomous. And again, it's also why the extremes kind of work for people or they tend to lean towards them because people like to have a clear clear answer, clear structure. And humans by nature, we do really well with some general structure. And if you look at how our societies build and are built and all those types of things, it really reflects that. We like certain rules and parameters just enough to kind of know where our bumpers are. And so the same thing happens when we're talking about healthy or unhealthy behaviors. And again, if we as fitness professionals are talking to clients and we're just saying like, well, we want you to eat healthier. They have certain things, oh, God, that's kale, and that's a lot of salads, and I can't enjoy any ice cream with my kids. And even if they're not saying it out loud to you and they're nodding and smiling, in the back of their head, they're creating their own narrative of what that is. And so we have to be really clear, and, and Scott mentioned this, what are the goals? And also, healthy to unhealthy is a continuum. And I'm always stressing that we cannot expect people to change their behavior, go from zero to 60. We can do anything typically in that range um, realm for a short period of time, but we know it won't last. So the same thing with healthy to unhealthy, if we're reducing how much soda we have. So yes, excess amount of soda for most people is going to be unhealthy over time. If a 15-year-old's drinking a whole bunch of soda for three months, it's probably not going to make a dramatic impact on their overall health. If they do that for 30 years, my guess is that we're going to see weight. We're going to see some other impacts on their system. So the point is, what are we trying to move towards and what's the context? So a couple of things I say to people is what's the context by which it's, you're doing that? If I have three drinks a week, and I'm doing that in a social event, and I really, really enjoy it, and the rest of the week, I'm really working on kind of keeping my macros, my micros, and and, and all of those types of things in check, then I don't know that those three drinks are are a big deal. If I'm doing it every day, that might, over time, have some cumulative effects that are not moving someone, for example, towards their weight loss goal. So what's my goal? And then what? where am I just trying to move the needle to? Sometimes moving from unhealthy to healthy initially is just reducing portion size, the frequency of something that we really enjoy. Other times, it's just kind of a replacement, changing out a few things and still enjoying what we like. Again, a great example of that is go with your kiddos to get ice cream. Instead of a two scooper, get a one scooper. That's moving from unhealthy to healthy if your goal is weight loss, for example. But if your goal is more time with your kiddos and relational and things like that, ice cream might not be where we spend our energy moving your needle from unhealthy to healthy. It might be healthy because it's part of that relationship building and things that are really important to you. So where are we going? What are we doing? And then how what small increments can can we move that needle? And again, it goes back to what Scott and I've talked about before in previous episodes about minimal effective dose. What do I need to move and where am I headed? And everybody's definition of healthy is going to be slightly different. But if we can move the needle just a little bit and somebody can do it consistently and sustainable, because we know a lot of, quote unquote, unhealthy behaviors are unhealthy if we do them over time and consistently. So if we move that needle just a little bit and we're doing that and we can keep it that way over time and consistently, we can make some major changes.
0: Yeah, and this is why I like to have this special dedicated time to talk with our clients about their goals. And really what we're talking about here when we're talking about healthy behaviors, this is their mindset. This is something that... They have been ingrained with with the friends they have, the parents that they've had, the the books they read, and they're going to have these different mindsets on like what is healthy and what is unhealthy. So that's why it's good to have a lot of open-ended questions, really listening to the things that they say. Because like uh, for example, I was talking to a client the other day, and she kept on talking about like she's like I need some more core exercises, and I'm like okay, why do you need more core exercises? Do you feel are you have back pain? Do you feel like it's weak? Are you trying to improve something? She's like, well, I just need to be stronger. I'm like okay. I like strength, but but why? She's like because I'm holding belly fat and I want to get rid of it. I'm like okay. So her 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 mindset on a healthy behavior was doing more core exercises to lose more more body fat, and she could do core exercises all day every day. That's not going to help her reduce the body fat. So it's really kind of listening to those mindsets and, and figuring out what's healthy for them. Uh, running is another good example, and Janine talked about this continuum that you're on, like. Um, Increasing your running can definitely be part of a healthy lifestyle for the right person at the right time. But if you're one of these people that just runs all the time, all day, and you're starting to actually hurt the knees because it's just too much, it's kind of overtraining, then it turns into this unhealthy. So really breaking these things down with your clients, and that's what's tough about this. It's hard for us to have a blanket statement of like chicken is good, um, burgers are bad. Well. You know, If if I really enjoy eating burgers with my family and it's our time for connection, then I'm a big fan of that. That can be in that healthy category. So I really want you to think about this and and, and stay away from these black and whites with your clients of like, this is healthy, this is unhealthy. You got to listen to them. You got to hear what kind of mindset they already have on these things. And you got to help them kind of break it down because it's going to be a different conversation for a different client. We've talked about this a lot in previous episodes. It's okay. What is their goal? How are we tracking that goal, and how are we moving towards that? If we're moving towards that, then they're doing enough healthy things. We don't have to keep going. It's like it's all you know, chicken and broccoli and rice and all these things that, you know, the traditional healthy standard of working out every day. Like we want people to enjoy life, but we also want people to, to make progress in their, towards their goals. So Doc, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, just a couple quick things. One of them is is that also not getting stuck on an area with someone. So if they are like, I really do not like veggies and we're saying, yeah, but eating more veggies is healthy. Maybe they'll get there. Maybe they eventually will find a veggie that they like or prepared in a certain way. But thinking about other, healthy your behaviors or moving along that continuum still towards their goal, but don't get stuck on that one thing. Like if you're not eating veggies, then you won't get your weight loss or things like that. And a lot of our clients sometimes have that concern. If I'm not doing that, I just won't get to my goal. So walking through that. The other thing is, is that just thinking about when we're thinking about shifting that continuum, healthy to unhealthy, unhealthy to healthy. Thinking about uh, frequency. How often is yeah. someone doing something? For how long are they doing it? The running example is a, a great one for that. How long have they been doing it? So how long have they do they do the behavior? But how long have they also been engaged in that behavior? If they've been engaged in that behavior 20, 30 years, again, you're going to have to talk about, you know, what's their mindset on it? What's their perception? Educate them on maybe some shifts in understanding, especially over the decades because, you know, scientists learn more and more research comes out and we kind of change our minds sometimes, things like that. So thinking about that, but that frequency, the dose, how much of something, and can you even move from unhealthy towards healthy, just in those kind of areas. And then again, um, and I think this core ab for losing belly fat was a great example of that. Just remember, and Scott talked about this before, ask those why questions. Why is that concern you? Why is that a healthy behavior in your mind? What are you thinking? And understand where they're getting that information from because sometimes they've heard information that's not inaccurate, but they're trying to apply it in, a, in an area that it is no longer accurate or as effective for. So it's not sharing that they're wrong, but it's linking that information that they have in the right way towards those goals.
0: And so to wrap up today, we have to stop thinking about the next 12 weeks for our clients and what they can do. we got to think about, like, what can they do for the rest of their life? Staying away from these black and whites, it's healthy and it's unhealthy. And it's figuring out what mindsets they already have on these certain aspects. And so the big thing of thinking about it on a continuum, like Janine talked about several times, we are at this unhealthy, like, how do we move it to a slightly healthier person, spot for that particular person? So until next time.